everyone, and welcome to another week's episode of Soper's Chat. I'm your host, Christy. We're going to start this week off with our fragrance oil of the week, which is Witch's Brew. Now, Witch's Brew is one of those where you may recognize it from a company that's very similar to Spanky Handle. Um, yeah, that if you can figure that out, good for you. Anywho. So, a little bit of synonym, 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 that one, what, you know, you kind of get these, I'll say it one of these years, um, it might have clove, uh, frankincense, it's kind of a spicy one, so if you do use this, it's usually not very skin safe, I've seen a couple of variations that have a lot of skins, where they, they can handle skin sensitivity, uh, but I have to wonder if they're kind of like that, that where, where you get the candle from. Uh, so I'll kind of call those out. So, and there's not a lot of companies that have it. Uh, so we're going to start this out with the Flaming Candle has it, but it's not skin safe. So that's that one and Save On Scents. Uh, so that's the only two I pretty much messed with at that point. I'm like, mm, why even talk about them if they're not skin safe? Urgh! Anywho. So then we have Wholesale Supplies Plus has it. Their vanilla content is 1% and the max usage rate is 1.80%. So that's pretty typical because of the cinnamon, cinnamon yeah, that word, and uh, any other spices that might be in there. Uh, Nature's Garden carries it, carries it, and it has a 3% vanilla content and a 0.5% max usage rate. Uh, Indigo Fragrance has it, 1% vanilla content, also a 0.5% usage, max usage rate. Fragrance Buddy carries it, uh, 0% on the vanilla content, which is good, uh, but only 0.75 on the usage rate. So one, one thing I wanna mention, which might be a good thing is, even though the rates might be low, usually those are pretty powerful smells. So it might be one of those things where you can use a little bit and it just kinda does the trick. So keep that in mind. Uh, now we also have Nature's Fragrance. Theirs was a vanilla content of 2.20. Interestingly enough, though, it said the max usage rate was 38.46, and it referenced berries. So my thought is it, it it's a, a nice fragrance, but it may not be the same. So I've got to break down and place an order and buy a bunch that I want. Like, I really need any more fragrances. Yeah, um, my name is Christy, and... My addiction is fragrance oils, and I got way too many of them. Uh, but yeah, I could always use one more. So yeah, <laughs> that's why I'm like, really, do I want to keep doing these fragrance oils of the weeks? Because I keep seeing sale prices, and I'm like, oh, I really don't need to be buying more fragrance. Mm, yeah, I do. All right, moving right along, we have uh, Nature's Fragrance I already mentioned. Uh, the one I actually get my witch's brew from, which is Soap Making with Lisa, Uh she her vanilla content is one percent and the max usage rate is three percent uh, one thing i want to mention also um uh, she started bottling hers in glass jars a little bit of an extra cost involved however it's better than going into your soaping cabinet or getting on your soaping shelf and see that the fragrance oil has eaten through the plastic because it's just that powerful so yeah keep that in mind that's one of those that you want to bottle in a glass bottle, um, preferably one that may be brown um, so that you don't have to worry about your fragrance oil going bad. It just kind of helps keep protected from the sun. Moving on, candlesandsupplies.net also has it 0% uh, vanilla content, 2.40 on the usage rate. 
I'm I'm going to be breaking down and buying something from them because uh, I want to get more pillar wax because tis the season where you're doing a bunch of uh, craft shows like I am. So you may have a need to buy more of things. Not fragrance oils in my case. I do it because I have a weakness for fragrance oils. Moving right along. Um, the only other place I found that had Witches Brew, and this was overseas, was mysticmomentsuk.com. Did not say what their vanilla content was. Their usage rate was 10.42. So again, I am not 100% sure if that is the same type of fragrance oil that we're talking with, talking about. So that one, individual results may vary. If you are in the UK and you are familiar with that candle that we are discussing that we are not naming from the company we're not naming, uh, and you buy that, uh, weigh in. I, I'm curious to find out if that's kind of like one in the same. So that would be interesting to find that out. Yeah. Now with that, our coloring of the week is lime green. Um, or you can go with a neon orange. Either works. Um, usually with the vanilla content we've been discussing though, that will darken your, your colors though. But um, if you've made a witch's brew soap or uh, used lime green in your soaps. I want to see them. Go over to the Sober Chat Facebook group. Post. We love to see. Yeah. Now, also, I want to talk about our YouTuber of the week. Got a couple here for you. Uh, one of them is Pedra Fetic. And uh, this is kind of along the lines of talking about butterfly swirl, which is our technique of the week. This is an advanced technique. I will not beat around the bush there. I seriously doubt I would be able to do anything like that. So I am warning in advance that this is an advanced technique. Uh, so if you go to the links I'm providing in the comments, you will see Petra's uh, FedEx technique. She's really, really good. The other one that I'm also posting is uh, for Handmade in Florida. Now she's kind of a, a, a guru as well when it comes to um, the butterfly swirl technique. So she, both of them are very cool. And if you know anybody who's really, really awesome about the about doing the butterfly swirl, where and kind of to roll this back to talk about the technique of the week, usually what it is is you use if you use a fragrance oil, it's one that's very well behaved and stays fluid on you, so that you're not kind of trying to uh, put your uh, hanger tool through lumps and bumps. Um, but what it is, is you, you're able to mix in your colors very fluidly and then move your hanger in such a way that when you cut your soaps, you're able to butt two of the soaps up against each other and it looks like a butterfly wing. So if you know of anybody, or if I should just roll that back, if you have done a butterfly swirl and you would love to show the world, or at least everybody's in Soper Chat Facebook group, your butterfly swirl, please feel free to post it. The link to the Soper's Chat Facebook group is also in the comments below or on the right or wherever you happen to find it on. Um, moving on, we are going to talk about additives. What kind of additives do you use in soap? Some of the most unique additives, uh, well, some of the standard additives, let's start there. Standard additives usually are kaolin clay, colloidal oatmeal, uh, sugars, uh, either white sugar, maple sugar, things like that. Kind of the, the typical tussa silk. Uh, I've seen mulberry silk uh, also used, bamboo silk. So those would be kind of along the lines of a typical, this is where I can get it, this is what I can use. 
um, goat's milk soap or goat's milk, I should say, um, cocoa, coconut milk. Those are kind of the kind of the the standard. I shouldn't say standard, but those are some of the additives that have been known to be put in silk or silk soap. Uh, and then you're going to move into the interesting ones like vinegar, um, usually kind of for soaps that people use in hair, egg for skin, hair, uh, snake skin. All right. That's a new one. I, I've seen a couple people mention snake skin. So that's very unusual. If you know of any soapers that have used what you would consider unusual additives in soap, feel free to post it in the soapers chat. That way I can kind of call it out on later, later podcasts. That would be kind of interesting to kind of call those out. Um, I'm not encouraging those additives. I just think it's very unique to use those kind of additives. And the, the snakeskin, for example, they used the additives and they said that it was really good on the skin. So I'll, I'll go with that. Uh, I don't know if I've necessarily use it, but yeah, I'm to each their own. That's all I can say there. Uh, also corn silk is another con it's not so common additive. I don't know if it's a difference between, um, fresh corn silk or dried corn silk. Um, I'm assuming dried, uh, but given that kind of we're in the, in the United States, we're in kind of corn harvest season right now, uh, wrapping it up, I believe. Uh, we got a lot of, uh, corn mazes during the, 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 uh, the fall fall festival holiday season, I should say. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's something to kind of look into, but yeah, what do you use that it could be construed as unusual in your soaps? Or have you seen uh, YouTube or Instagram or what have you? Post links. We want to see. Show and tell. Now, another thing I want to talk to people about is wait times before you cut your soap. And I can tell you, I've seen some people wait only a couple of hours. Usually that's if they're doing salt bars. Um, believe it or not, I've actually seen some people wait only like five or six hours before cutting regular soap and they mention, oh, it's still a little soft and it's going to take some time to cure. My experience when I do that is I end up with sodium or the soda ash all over my soaps. So me personally, I usually wait about 48 hours and with some of them, it's just kind of like, oh, I got to sit on my hands and wait. I don't want to wait. That looks so cool. I want to see what it looks like on the inside. But Waiting sometimes gives you the benefit of you're not going to have to worry about anything happening to your soaps as they go to through the four to six uh, week cure time. So it's a blessing in disguise to sit on your hands and wait that that 24 or 48 hours for your soap to cure enough to where you can cut it and then take a look at it and not have to worry about the soda ash. Um, same thing with covering. I'm noticing that I tend to not have nearly as much soda ash uh, when I cover my soaps and what I'll usually do with my longer soaps is I will wait for them to get a little bit firm on the top, uh, occasionally spray them for the first maybe hour, uh, on occasion with the rubbing alcohol. And then after the, the top is firm enough where I'm not going to have to worry about ruining the top, I'll cover it with cling film and I reuse the same cling film in, in most cases until it finally is just like giving up the ghost on me because I don't want to throw anything away unless I absolutely have to in that regard because I'm trying to do my part for the environment. So yeah, uh, now sometimes I've seen where you may cover your soaps 
and then you end up with it looks like your soap sweating so you go and you uncover it and all of a sudden you've got these little beads of something on there that could be fragrance oil it could be glycerin because um, glycerin is a byproduct of making soap of course um, it could be water condensation usually the best thing to do in that kind of situation is kind of let it sit if it's already been covered for a while it's good to let it sit maybe even spray it with a little rubbing alcohol now if you have experience with this process of course please weigh in it's not something I've experienced yet but that's not to say that it won't happen so that's something to keep in mind uh, and as I mentioned with salt bars, it's if you're going to use individual molds to make your salt bars, that's okay. If you're going to make a loaf of a salt bar, cut it sooner rather than later because otherwise you're going to end up with a brick, a literal brick, and you won't be able to cut it if you leave it for 24 hours. The longer you leave it, the harder it's going to get. So yeah, that's not good. All right, moving on. Have you developed an allergy? Uh, in your time of making soaps and potentially other cosmetics. I can tell you personally, I've found I've developed an allergy to beeswax. I can't use lip products or facial products that have beeswax in them because I break out and I get a rash. So I found that I have to leave beeswax out of stuff now. So um, that some people actually prefer that because of vegan, totally understandable. Me, I have to leave it out because of the allergy situation. So what allergies have you developed as a result of making soap? Well, of course, everybody has a situation where if they've touched light, yeah, that kind of burns, rashes, yeah, understandable. That, that makes sense. Um, that's everybody. But if you say uh, you use a sweet almond oil and all of a sudden you notice that you're starting to develop a rash from using your own soaps it's like my goodness i can't believe that started to happen so if you've developed an allergy to oil butter additive uh ingredient um you might want to weigh in on what you've done to kind of overcome it or if you've just said you know what if i'm experiencing this odds are there might be a customer out there that is also experiencing it let me substitute and then what did you do so feel free to you know, discuss in the Sober Chat Facebook group because, of course, it's wonderful to be able to share that information. And I love to see that too because it's something to think about, especially if you have a customer come to you and say, Look, I can't use coconut oil. Is there something else that you can use in soap that I would be able to buy your soaps? And you can say, You know what? Yes, there is. I use babasu oil or whatever you add shea butter instead of the coconut oil or whatever so it's nice if you share that information on the soapers chat group um, or anywhere for that matter there's plenty of facebook groups there's the soap making forums so the great thing is being able to share that information with other soapers would be very helpful for them and helpful for yourself because you're also getting information in return so everybody's sharing the wealth there. Now, the next thing we're going to discuss is the Soap Club Challenge, Soap Challenge Club winners for September. The uh, challenge was Pipe Divider Swirl. The Grand Prize, because they had a regular category and an advanced category. So the regular category Grand Prize winner was Leela Hazu in Pennsylvania for Fire Flowers. And that was a twofer. She also won Best Technique with that one. The second place winner was Jana of Bubble Confectionery in the Czech Republic for Magic Garden. Third place was Yasmin of Zavoya in France with Water Lily with Lily Pads. 
Sponsor's choice was Lilani Olson in Colorado with Tropical Peppermint. And best presentation was Yvonne Liao in Taiwan with Dreamy Garden. Best use of color was Christina Beale in Germany with Wooden Heartbeat. And best soap newbie, which was phenomenal for being a newbie, was Emily Drew in Ohio for the Magic Hour. And then we have the advanced category. The grand prize winner there was Diane Schmidt in Austria with hers, Queen of Hearts. Second place winner in the advanced category was Leah Stinman in California with Levy or Levy Leaf. And third place was in the advanced category was Allison Fleck in France. And I apologize if I butcher this name, uh, Obzadine. And she also got a twofer as well. She also won in the Best Technique Award for that one. Now, Sponsor's Choice was uh, Rodana Fields uh, in Maryland with her late Last Chance Swirl. And we also have Best Presentation in the Advanced category, which was for Chastity Walstead Fackler in Montana for Nettleleaf. Best Use of Color in the Advanced category was Shira Body in Texas for Flower Power. And Best Soap Newbie in the Advanced category was Janice Lowe in Hong Kong for Queen of Hearts. So congratulations to all the winners in September. Uh, you guys have awesome gifts coming from Rustic Essentials, so I'm seriously jealous there. And then October's t uh, challenge is going to be for Slanted Layers, and registration is going to open this Monday on September 30th. So get ready for it. I'm going to post a link in the comments so you can go over to the Soap Challenge Club. Check out the winners of September as well as if you want to participate with the October or the future months, you'll be able to do so. So congratulations to the winners once again. And good luck to anybody setting up for the next challenges. Now I also wanted to give a shout out to Marcy Long for mentioning this in the Happy Soap group. Um, if you've ever run into trouble being able to figure out how much soap batter is going to go into a mold and it's driven you crazy, you either make too much or not enough. She posted a really good bit to uh, another soapers thread and I wanted to give a shout out to this because this was fantastic. Um, she commented, if you know the measurements of your mold, you can multiply, multiply the length times the width times the height times 0.4 and it will give you the weight that you need for the oil. So you can turn around and plug that in to uh, if you're using uh, soap calc or if you're using another company's calculator. Uh, I think uh, Soapmaker 3 has their own thing for doing that and I can't remember off the bat because I don't use it as much as I should. I'd, I'd love to take a class on it, I tell you that. That'd be wonderful. Uh, but I wanted to give that a, a, a call out to Marcy for, for providing that, that information. That was fantastic. And thank you so much. Because I know I'll be in one of those situations where I'll need that and be like, I remember what Marcy said. And speaking of Facebook groups, our Facebook group of the week is the Happy Soap Group. Now, they've been around since September of 2016, and they have almost 19,000 members. A lot of useful information there. I've really learned a lot joining that group in my short time being in with that group. So if you would like another group to be able to gain inspiration or share knowledge with feel free to click on the link in the comments down below and, below and join, or on the side, or wherever they happen to be hiding the, the comment links anywhere on the page, and go join that group. 
Well, that's all we have for this week's show. If you have any suggestions for future content of the podcast, feel free to either send me a message through the Soper's Chat Facebook group or through our Soper's Chat at Outlook.com, and I'd love to hear from you there. Otherwise, I hope you have a wonderful week, and tune in next time. Bye!